Like what we're doing here at Echoplex Media? Well, head on over to echoplexmedia.com slash support. There are a bunch of great ways to support this project. My favorite, always, is the merch. Gay, 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 I'm white, and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. Welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do the show live every Wednesday, usually at 7, but the sun, the sun. So tonight we're doing it at 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, probably 8 p.m. Pacific next week. But then the week after that, there will be a fucking air conditioning system where I'm at. So we can do it at fucking 3 in the afternoon if I want. Um, you can support this project. Uh, direct donations right now are super helpful because I think I have all my goats in the line for the move. But some shit always goes wrong. That's uh, paypal.me slash echoplexmedia or streamlabs.com slash echoplexmedia. Also, of course, bits, subs, shit in the store, eplex.store, all that stuff definitely helps in the long term. I'm producer Dave, and as always, well, at least for a little while, you can find me on Grinder in the South Side. And I'm HK Perrin. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at hperrin at port87.social. And you can find me on email, hparin at port87.com. What you should do, you should add a, one for people who found you via the intellectual dollar tree, because you know those are just the top quality people. More about that, <laughs> more about that on the uh, outro of the show. Um, do you know who the fuck Frank Turek is? I think I do. Well, uh, I, the I name don't. is familiar. So it says, um, this is, this video is from about two weeks ago and it, it should be from about 10 years ago because this says uh, a <laughs> prominent new atheist wakes up to his main error. Uh, why the new atheists failed. And we have some dude I've never fucking heard of, uh, talking to a fucking dumbass Dave Rubin about why the new atheists failed. Um, I'm going to guess it's because they went woke. <laughs>
Do you think that's going to be the, uh, the the reason? Uh, why the new atheists failed? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. I don't like. I would disagree if they say they went woke. But well, they haven't even knows, said that maybe. yet. So hold 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 your disagreement yet. <laughs> it's a, a dis a disagreement or whatever the fuck. Like, hang hang on to that. Hold on to that thought because they're probably going to talk about that shit anyway. Here's a prominent new atheist man I've never heard of, a Frank Turek, uh, talking to Dave Rubin about why the new atheists failed. You had a podcast not yeah. long ago where you were talking about how Dawkins just basically said that, uh, well, religion does have some benefits to society. Yeah. And I think he's realizing, too, that in Britain in particular, uh, a tepid secularism is not going to resist mm-hmm. a radical Islam. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, we don't hate the we don't hate the Muslims enough. Just from a pragmatic point point of view, from his point of view, can maybe blunt radical islam so he's realizing there's some pragmatic uses to religion Mm -hmm. but i think originally the new atheism came out of 9-11 these frank turek is a christian apologist science will teach you how to fly a plane but cool so we get a christian apologist talking about why new atheists failed wait (laughs) it says prominent new atheist wait dave rubin doesn't even have wikipedia yeah what Oh, here, here's why. I think I know why. Uh, Dave Rubin is stupid. Does he is is the title referring to someone else that they don't mention in the title? We'll we'll have to. My 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 working hypothesis hypothesis is that Dave Rubin is stupid. Yes, that's not a hypothesis. That's that's a law of nature. <laughs> At least a law of the intellectual <laughs> dollar tree. <laughs> yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And so they were really adamant against any religion and they would plot or they would put them all together islam christianity all these religions are just basically looked at with dis- disdain at the time and i think people are starting to realize that's not really the way the world works that's not really true these religions are different and they're they're different for good reasons I don't think anyone ever said all religion is exactly right, the same. The local studio here like, to the extent that people have said all religion is the same, they just mean like the author of I don't have no, they're similar to be an atheist. Great title, man. Frank Turk. Pleasure to meet Dave, you. It is a pleasure. Great being here with you. Man, they did a really shitty job on this sign. I don't know how high the resolution is where you're at, but man, you, they did a shitty job on this local sign. I can see there's like some. Uh, some border on that circle yeah on all of them they did a really bad job is it all did they cut it out of paper did they have a child cut this out of paper to town you've come if, it, if it's by a child the child did an excellent job you making the trek uh let's start with the title yeah. of this book i don't have enough mm-hmm. faith to be an atheist uh, i didn't think of it my co-author so i should say you are technically yeah. the co-author mm-hmm. of this book tell me a little bit about your, your well co-author. dr norman geisler no. when he died he died in 2019 dave they added up the number of books okay so he labels him a christian apologist so updated. yes the title is referring to someone else who is not in the title are they referring to dawkins do you think maybe it was 129 Wow. The man had written more books, not only than most people have read, than most people have seen. Because who goes to the library anymore, right? Right. <laughs> I haven't seen 129 and books. Get the fuck point, out of here. He and I were traveling a lot of people go to what? A talk we called the 12th. Wait a minute. Has he ever been to a library? There's always people there. And also, like, what do you count as a book? Because when you're in, like, 
elementary school, all you're doing is reading books a lot of the time, but they're just very short. They're for children. 12 points that show Christianity is true. And he, he went through the fine-tuning argument that the universe is fine-tuned so incomprehensibly. And after he got done with this amazing presentation, he finally said, in light of this, I just don't have enough faith to be an atheist. <laughs> and I went, that I needs feel to like be if a universe were fine-tuned incomprehensibly for, for human life, it wouldn't be that like 99.9999999999% of the universe would kill us instantly were we there. Oh, I don't I don't want to get into the weeds about like this 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 25-year-old argument about the universe being fine-tuned. I would I would hope we don't I hope we don't end up there for more than <laughs> the amount of time we already spent on it. Okay. So it really was a throwaway line. <laughs> yeah, he just said, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. So he said, well, let's write the book. So we wrote the book based on our, the seminar we were doing. We sent it to the publisher and they said, we don't like the title. I said, you don't like the title? What do you think the title should be? And they said, the truth about truth. I said, sorry, that's a deal breaker. We're going to another publisher. They said, okay, we'll stick with the title. And thankfully they did. And the book came out in 2004. Tell me a little bit about how you two linked up your journeys to, to get to the book. And then we'll dive into, obviously, yeah. the specifics of why you don't have enough faith to be an agent. I was in the Navy, which stands for Never Again Volunteer Yourself, for eight years. Well, at least and, you got that one right. Uh, I came to faith by reading books by a man by the name of Josh McDowell. I was brought up in New Jersey, so I was Catholic because, as you know, in Jersey, it's the law. You're either Catholic or Jewish, right? <laughs> yeah. I went to Catholic high school, but I never knew who Jesus was. This guy's and, funnier uh, than Dave Rubin. When I was in the Navy, I met the son of a Methodist minister, and I had so many questions for me. He said, Frank, you just need to get Josh McDowell books, Evidence Demands a Verdict More Than a Carpenter. So I read those books. And I, I began to realize that Christianity is indeed true. When I got out of the Navy, I happened to meet Norman Geisler. And he I always said, think it's, uh, it's really weird seven. when someone says something like, oh, I, I came to faith in like my 20s. I was like, oh, you were raised atheist. Or, no, I was raised Christian, but I came super extra Christian in my 20s. Like, well, I okay, think, then but you I were always Christian. Well, no, I don't think I... I think there's a lot of people who are raised like sort of culturally Christian, but don't really haven't never thought about it until their twenties. And then they think about it and they come across what I would suggest to you to be the wrong answer, but at least they thought about it. So like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like we talk about, they talk about um, cafeteria Catholics or uh, Judaism is a really good example where there's a lot of people who identify with the religion, but don't really believe what's written in the fucking book because it's yeah. their culture. And I think that's, pro I don't, he didn't say that, but that's like, I think that's the story for a lot of people that you're describing. But he was Christian before. But, okay, should I became repeat what, there's a difference Christian. between being culturally Christian and believing the words in the Bible, HK. Okay. Seminary <laughs> in Charlotte, why don't you come down and check it out? So we did, and six months later, we moved the whole family Did there. you consider yourself a believer before that, or you yes. just sort of nominally Catholic, or just... Even Dave Rubin understands that, HK. <laughs> okay, so he went from ignorant to stupid. Cool, got it. Church, and then when I met Geisler, who I didn't know at the time, but... To use a dated reference, he I, I, I didn't know him before I met him. This guy's a fucking genius. Michael Jordan of apologetics, what we call evidence for the faith at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I met Not him and looked him up, I said, the term apologetics. I to this, field, this is the guy, 
right? It's like you know, it's Latin like for something. For I don't remember. If, if he was still at the University of Toronto, yeah, and he was still teaching. Oh, the University of Toronto, not sending their best. That's the guy, right? Yeah. That's he was he was the Jordan Peterson of Christian apologetics. So the reason that I wanted to have you on now, and my producer Phoenix isn't Jordan Peterson the Jordan Peterson of Christian apologetics. Interesting happening with the atheist movement, if, yes. if we can call it a movement. I mean, in essence, it, it has basically fallen apart. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from Sam Harris sort of disappearing off Twitter and having you know a lot of political problems. That whole what political? I mean, yes, Sam Harris had a lot of, but I think we would disagree as to what those political problems are, Dave. I think <laughs> you're one of Sam Harris's political problems. <laughs> But Sam actually has kind of copped to that. So like, you know, credit where credit's due just on that. New atheist movement. I don't know if you've seen that the, the president of the, I think, Atheists of America, David Silverman, has basically come out and said that the atheist movement was a failure. This is just in the last mm -hmm. two or three. Yeah, but that was after he sexually assaulted someone and went crying to Sargon of Akkad. Weeks or so. I've uh, seen that was also after he left. Like well, he, he, he left was, the organization. Let's say unceremoniously left. He uh, yeah. resigned to spend more time with his family, but I don't think he's married <laughs> <laughs> or has kids. Well-known atheists like skeptic, my friend Michael Shermer, mm. uh, talk about how there is a purpose and a need for religion. People fill that up with something else. And of course, Jordan Peterson talking mm -hmm. about how people end up believing whether they believe it or not. Uh, so there's something interesting. I mean, there's literally a saying for it. Religion is the opiate of the masses. Well, the first two people he brought, the, the okay, so first of all, David Silverman, I think is still, describes himself as a non-believer. Michael Shermer would still describe himself as a non-believer. And, oh, those two people have something else in common, too, HK. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it might be the reason they're now both friends with Dave Rubin or something. I don't know. Who knows? We'll, 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 we'll leave that unsaid. And then Jordan Peterson, like, he was never, like, a secular person. He was always, like, religious. He just recently yeah. became, like, a preacher. Like, he, he has been a, a Christian philosopher since the beginning. Like, he's spread Christian philosophy like from the moment he became popular in like what what was it 2015 or 2016 somewhere around there yeah now it's like mask off though where he's like giving religious sermons and shit on his YouTube channel it's he's not trying to pretend anymore that he's like a secular fucking guru or whatever now he's like a religious yeah. guru yeah right now which is sort of why I wanted to bring you on I wonder if, if you have any thoughts on that just sort of what's happening right now I think that the new atheist movement Dave was a reaction to 9-11 uh, because at the time the new atheists at the time were um, Christopher Hitchens I had a couple of opportunities to debate him in the 2000s late 2000s oh I bet you got bodied and he was drunk as fuck uh, also, Richard Dawkins mm -hmm. and Sam Harris. Even Dawkins, Daniel I don't Dennett. know if you've seen it in the last couple well, of weeks. Well, I heard said, you had a podcast not yeah. long ago where you were talking about how Dawkins just basically said that, uh, well, religion does have some benefits to society. Yeah. And I think he's realizing, too, that in Britain in particular, uh, a tepid secularism is not going to resist mm -hmm. a radical Islam. Mm -hmm. But Christianity could be just from a pragmatic point point of view, from his point of view, can maybe blunt radical Islam. So he's realizing there's some pragmatic uses to religion. Mm -hmm. 
But I think originally... Even Dawkins probably wouldn't say that that's the use of religion is to just get them to fight. <laughs> like Dawkins has kind of gone <laughs> off the deep end, right? But he's not yeah. like, oh, like the, actually the use of religion is to get them to fight each other. I don't think like that... If I had to guess, he would probably say that I would... There's something similar to what I would say. I'd be like, well, it provides people community. Like, that's... Yeah. that's, that's and like, that's not... This is, that's not even a controversial position. Yeah, like... There's not really anything um, in in like the atheist community that's analogous to uh, like going to church every Sunday. They have those humanist uh, meetings, but then those fucking people from like the uh, the effective altruism, those people show up and fuck everything up. Or like yeah. maybe the Andrew Yang people fucking show up and give a talk, and then then like then it's all over. But yeah, I would also say like this isn't really a good point for him. Um, like saying that, you know, religion has an evolutionary use in humanity, um, makes him look really bad, not good. Right. Because he's, he's making the claim that like, he's making the claim that it's useful and not that the, any of the writings are true or whatever. Yeah. Like religion is just useful, not based in reality. The new atheism came out of 9-11. These fundamentalists, you know, you know, the old saying that science will teach you how to fly a plane, but religion will teach you how to fly a plane into a building, you know, that kind of thing. And so they were... Well, it, said, it, it didn't say that religion teaches you how to fly the plane into the building. To be fair, once you learn how to fly the plane, you can point it wherever the fuck you want. Like, it's not... <laughs> it, it said... Yeah. Like, what is it? Uh, science teaches you it doesn't say teaches you to fly i think science it like created the science allowed us to fly and religious flew the play i forget that it's so long ago and i don't if i see an atheist meme now that somebody tweeted out i take a quick look at their twitter and probably unfollow them honestly adamant <laughs> against any religion and they would plot or they would put them all together islam christianity all these religions are just basically looked at with dis disdain at the time and i think people starting to realize that's not really the way the world works that's not really true i think one of the big failings actually is that a lot of the people in that movement looked at religious people with disdain and i think that's a little bit different than looking at the institution with disdain and i think that's one of the one of the things i uh, unlearned um yeah uh i think to their point though it was that religion makes people do bad things like all religions make people do bad things that's not as politics fucking like so in, does, so does your team regard, winning like, or losing the super bowl hk you might light a bus on fire <laughs> uh but what i mean is like you know if you want to justify a bad thing the bible probably has a passage that you can interpret to justify a bad thing not saying that like religion is the only reason you're doing that bad thing, but probably religion lets you justify it to other religious people. And a lot of them might not do the, the bad thing until someone else says, Oh, our religion says you should do the bad thing. I, 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 that's a weird caricature that I no longer believe. Actually. <laughs> I think, I think what you said before is that people might use religious as like a, like a post hoc justification for a bad thing. Religions are different, and they're they're different for good reasons. Yeah. So, 
It's interesting because what you're describing as the push, the, the Christian sort of argument as the pushback against radical Islam, I think what we have here is the pushback against wokeism. Yes. That people, oh, here we go. what David Silverman from the, the American Atheist was saying, he did not realize that wokeism was going to become, I think he called it a cult, not a religion. Mm, mm. No, that was, that was fucking Chris Shelton. Remember that fucking horrible episode that we watched where that guy that just left a cult, like, went on to the trigonometry podcast and tried to call people who disagree with his politics a cult. Remember that shit? (laughs) That's sort of what what brings us to this moment in America. Yes, and Silverman uh, was the present American atheist. In fact, I had a debate with him probably seven or eight years ago. Why why did he become not the president of American atheists? Uh, (laughs) But then he left that role. I don't even know what he's doing now. I mean, the whole... Oh, he's saying racist things on YouTube, friendo. Maybe has pretty much evaporated, really. Yeah. Uh, Hitchens, of course, passed away. Uh, Dawkins is starting to realize there's utility to religion from a pra- pragmatic point of view. And I know it's going to sound odd, uh, Dave, but I have a lot of respect for Richard Dawkins because he has more courage than many American pastors. I mean, Richard Dawkins has spoke against wokeism. Mm-hmm. Richard Dawkins has said, I'm sorry, there's only two genders. It's science, right? Yeah. <laughs> Richard I don't Dawkins think Dawkins said, said that. No, he did. He did? He absolutely said that. That's crazy. Uh, he is a bigot. Oh, okay. I don't Richard think... Richard Dawkins is 100% a bigot. I think he may have tried to say there's only two sexes. I don't think... But I don't know. Okay, yeah. He said there's only two sexes. We're not going down this rabbit hole, but that's also not true because it's on a spectrum. It's bimodal distribution. We all understand that. We've, we've, yes. We've, this, this, this horse is now... The flies have eaten it. That's how badly we've beaten that horse. But but he has he also said that if you call a a trans woman a woman that you are and this is a direct quote of him perverting the English language. Well, good thing he's not a linguist because he should if he was he would be the worst linguist ever because anybody who knows anything about linguistics knows that language is ever evolving and it's just uh, we just make it all up anyway. Yep. Also, fuck Richard Dawkins. Except for the, there was one time when he was talking to Jordan Peterson, when Jordan Peterson started word salading and Richard Dawkins said, I think you're just saying words. And that was pretty funny. Well, uh, even a bigot can say a joke. Has talked about the problems with radical Islam. Most pastors are hiding under their desks on these issues. They're not coming out and talking about this. No, most pastors are nice people because most people are nice people. Most pastors want to serve their congregation and their congregation is going, if especially if they're in a city, is going to be a diverse group of people that they're, that a ring out from them will be an even more diverse group of people. And the pastor doesn't want to shit on the people in the congregation or their loved ones because they want people to come back. And the Bible also literally says nothing about trans people. So to his credit, Richard Dawkins has said some things that I, I wish American pastors would say. So, so what's going on there? Let, let's dive into that mm-hmm. a little bit because it's not just pastors. I mean, this is happening throughout, yeah. throughout Jewish synagogues. It's happening through mm-hmm. almost every denomination of Christianity where the rabbis, the pastors, they're, they're choosing wokeism. They're choosing mm-hmm. equity mm-hmm. over. Yes, famously unwoke in America, the Jewish faith as an institution. <laughs> They were never, ever on the forefront of any civil rights issue ever. <laughs> Religious teachings. Right, right. Well, thinking it was going to bring more people in, I think, but well, it seems to be doing the reverse. Yeah, I don't know if I, I think I think 
Christians have bought into the idea that politics is sort of off the table for them. Mm-hmm. What they yes, American realize. Christians <laughs> never, never, ever engaged in politics in any sort of way. Is that? Yeah, this is absolutely uh, laughable. All, <laughs> except it's not even funny. Yeah. Well, their ability to actually be Christians and live the Christian faith and preach the gospel, so to speak, is determined to a certain extent by what laws are made. Right. I mean, here we take it for granted. We have religious freedom. But as you've pointed out and many others, it's evaporating. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So such as no other reason Christians ought to be involved in politics is to protect the very ability to preach and live the gospel. The second reason is I always ask Christians such as anybody this should. In what way have we prevented Christians from living as Christians? And when was the last president that didn't say they were a Christian? Oh, that doesn't exist. There's like fucking two or three people in, e- in between both houses of Congress who are even dis- just describe themselves as secular. One of them being Bernie Sanders, who, funny enough, they also get also gets anti-Semitism hurled at him, but he's kind of on the record saying, "Hey, I'm pretty secular." You know, I don't know, I don't know if I believe any of this stuff. And it's like, they're what are they talking about? Like even like running for city council, even in kind of big cities where it's largely secular, most people will say that they're Christian because they think they won't get votes otherwise. How yeah. people are treated. Everyone this says, guy oh, is, you know, what what he means here, it's not even coded language. Like what he's saying out loud is not being able to discriminate means that you can't preach their faith. Or live their faith and it's like no it just means you can't be a bigot well you can or at least you would... have to be a bigot privately no you know, what if they... you own a business you can't just like say no I'm, I'm not gonna serve you because you're gay or not christian although apparently you can now so fuck the supreme court yeah yeah but i mean one of the things one of the things that we talk about all the time is that's not that you can't go out there and say dumb shit it's that now because of the internet, random people are going to clap back at you. And now I guess you've been canceled because somebody with 38 followers ratioed you. Well, should Christians care how people are treated by their government? Well, yeah, that follows. <laughs> oh, now, now suddenly you better care about politics. You better care about the rules that are made because if you care about people, you've got to care about what's going on. And I thank, thank oh, for if you, you care about people, HK, you got to care what's going on. <laughs> this is fucking this is the this guy might be dumber no not this guy might be dave rubin's intellectual counterpart his uh fellow traveler <laughs> <laughs> dave's met his match have been a champion for saying this transgenderism issue particularly on children should be off limits and pastors even are afraid to talk about it dave yeah it's crazy (laughs) i know it's crazy and so he just said transgenderism particularly on children should be off limits okay so he thinks that adults should not be able to be transgender right that's what he's saying particularly well that's not what he said but you could you could easily infer that yeah because he said particularly on children well i mean that's the goal of all it always starts with the you should be very skeptical when anybody with a big megaphone starts talking about how this, that, or the other group is hurting the kids, right? Because they're coming yep. for your rights next. Yeah, like, let's say he gets his way and Christianity takes over. Okay, then, you know, what about next when, like, a sect of Christianity that's not his takes over? 
and they start putting his head in the guillotine. Well, you know, that's the, 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 the no true Christian. And, and that's why one of the things that's been interesting for me as someone uh, who's not Christian, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly Christi- a certain set of Christians might have some issues with my lifestyle and everything else, I have found generally, especially evangelical Christians, to be the most welcoming, decent people out there, which did help. Yeah, that's because you won't hold your husband really? Dave's hand at dinner in front of them. Really, Dave Rubin? Really? You found them the most welcoming? Well, that's have you be- read the comments online about you? When he was having, when he was going to have, you know, when they went to, a, he went to adopt a kid, his fucking comments were mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, those are the little people, the people higher up, like in like sort of fundamentalist, Christ, fundamentalist political Christianity, they probably find him rather useful. And so they're nice to him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they may be nice to him, but they still vilify him publicly. And, you know, he should be a man and not take that. I think evolve in, in mm-hmm. some ways. In my Sorry, that was, that was a gender role. A woman shouldn't take that either. No one should take that. Four years ago, that dialogue you had with my friend John Lennox mm-hmm. and Justin Brierley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lennox. That was a great event. If, if, every, if every Christian was like John Lennox... The whole world would be Christianized hmm. because you can't not like yeah, John he's Lennox, just, he's right? Just a fun he's, guy, smiling, right. guy, he's telling you this and joking. And, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like your favorite uncle who yeah. has all these great stories. And and John is uh, just one of the guys I look up to in my field of work because he is just so affable yet, but yet so intelligent. He's a PhD in mathematics and philosophy. He's amazing. So okay, so oh, that's a guy you probably don't want to talk to at the dinner party. I don't have enough faith to be an mm-hmm. atheist. I think from an American sort of broad cultural perspective, most people, it's not that they're atheists, but they just sort of don't know what they believe. We have just sort of a set of things that we kind of wake up to every day, a culture war, a political fire, and then that's kind of what they believe in, the thing that's happening sort of every day at the moment. And mm-hmm. I think that sort of leads... You know, people. if you don't know whether you believe in God, then you don't believe in God and you're just the default which is atheist or yeah yeah or a lot of people would say agnostic because they don't they don't understand that you're probably most atheists are also agnostic but also like there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with people walking around and not thinking too much about like religion and just living their lives and reading the news and caring about their community and going caring about who they vote for and so i don't like why like what the fuck's the problem with that yeah like what if if you ask somebody about religion, they're like, I don't know. And then you go, okay, cool. We'll talk about something else. That's the cool person at the dinner party. <laughs> like, I don't know. You have any weed? Degree of craziness. So how would you unfurl? If you think that's a fair premise, how would you kind of unfurl people out of that? Well, I would, there's two questions that need to be answered. Uh, does God exist? And if so, what has he said? Those are the two big questions. All right, let's do it. Right? Okay. Let's go. So does God exist? The answers are, I don't know, and I don't care. Boom. I answered your big questions now. <laughs> uh, the answers are, there's no evidence for it, so well, even no pro- one knows. Probably and not, probably not, and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I think when somebody asks me, how do I know God exists? I say, I know God by his effects. If there's a creation, and there is, this universe had a beginning, as even atheists are admitting, then there has to be a creator. I don't know that. That's false. Maybe it was just always here. Fuck if I know, man. 
Yeah, that's that's false. And I'm not going to spend a uh, whole lot of time worrying about that shit either because I'm never going to find the answer. Even if it began to exist, like why does there have to be a creator? And especially Creation. why would that creator have to be sentient? Like a complex sentient being. And then and that's then ridiculous. If, if, if the universe didn't exist then where the fuck was that creator? Like you know what I'm saying like well, if universe is just everything, well then where the fuck was the thing that created the universe? I don't fucking know. If somebody was like, you're going to wager a guess on this, I'd be like, eh, it's probably just eternal. You can't really, space is probably just always here. I don't know. Like, I'm, I just, <clears throat> but if, if I spend one minute a month thinking about that outside of the context of having to talk about it when someone else talks about it on this show, that's a minute too many. Because there's just <laughs> so much more for you to think about than how long has the universe been here? It, it's been here at least 13 trillion years because that's when Xenu fucking flew the DC-8, so... <laughs> <laughs> and it's the effect it's been here for at least 30 seconds because right. so that's that's when i started to uh, realize that it was right now well they wouldn't say miracle but they would say just this thing happened this causeless thing happened they will say that but it seems to me that if space time and matter had a beginning the only thing that could have caused that is something that transcends space time and matter so something that doesn't exist like but he says if space time and matter had a beginning what if i don't know that that's the truth like even even that is wrong. Like space, time, and matter uh, could have come to being themselves. Like I I know it's a weird concept, but like they could have essentially created themselves. Like space can kind of just create itself out of nothing. Uh, that could but have isn't happened. Space like why just nothing? Uh, space is not nothing. Uh, it it would be hard to describe nothing. Well, at, at anyway, like like, what, like like we're not doing this. What I'm saying is that we don't know. The universe could be fucking eternal, and people cannot. I can't fathom eternity, right? You can't fathom eternity, so people don't want that as the answer because then it, the answer is something that is unfathomable. That's why people don't want the answer. Yeah. Uh, but like more importantly here is if you're ascribing this, uh, this property to God that he can extend back infinitely far um, into the past, then why can't you ascribe that property to the universe? Like what, what is it that causes you to say, no, that property can't be, that, that property can't exist on the universe? Because the universe is, we can observe it. And so people, I'm telling you, people do not like, people can't fathom eternity. And instead of being like, oh, okay, well, I guess, you know, maybe it was always here and I'm going to stop thinking about that, which is like what I, what I do. Cause I don't fucking know. Like <clears throat> people then have to, people like then like, like waste their time i think trying to determine how the universe got here and i just feel like that's a fucking that's like a fucking a, a pointless pursuit because you're never going to get the answer well what we do know is that the universe as it exists now began to exist in the big bang we don't know that that's pretty well proven if you say so <laughs> i think the big bang is just another creation myth uh, we can see 
pretty much like right after the big bang, like the light from it. So, I mean, to the extent that like you can look at something and you believe that exists because you're seeing it, then we can look at it and we believe it exists because we see it. We, we can see not the big bang itself, but right after the big bang. If you say so. In other words, the it's called the cosmic microwave background radiation. You can look it up. Material, powerful to create the universe out of nothing. Personal in order to choose to create because impersonal forces don't make choices. Only a person can make a choice to go from nothingness to. Wait, no, a cat can make a choice to go in the other room. It also have to be intelligent to have a mind to make a choice. But like, why does why does nothingness need to make a choice to become something? Why is that a prerequisite for nothing to turn into something? Personal intelligent cause. Who do you think of? And most people say God, but then they'll say, well, how do you know it's the Christian God? And the answer is, we don't know if it's the Christian God unless, because this Probably God the flying spaghetti monster. theistic God, right? Unless Jesus rose from the dead. And if you can discover that Jesus really did rise from the dead, then we can say that the same... Maybe he wasn't dead and they just buried him. That Even if he did rise from the dead, that doesn't mean he's years ago, from God or of God. It means he's really powerful. He's a, a necromancer. Zombie. So you've got to... You don't get all the way to Jesus from one argument. Uh, but if you can show that the universe had a beginning, you can't. had a beginner with those attributes, and you can see that Jesus rose from the dead, then you can show If I was a necromancer, I could probably start my own religion. Yeah, feel free to make a couple others. Okay. Why, why don't we go through a couple others? Yeah, the second to, yeah. is the teleological or the design argument, which is so incredibly difficult to explain from an atheistic perspective that even Christopher Hitchens said, yeah, I don't know how to explain this one, right? Yeah. Uh, for example... But to be fair, he was like a, uh, like a handle of scotch in. Gravitational force, if it were altered more, by more than one in 10 to the 40th power, that's one part in one with 40 zeros following it, we wouldn't exist. And an illustration yeah, but something like would exist. is this. If you were to take the entire North American continent from Central America all the way to Greenland, stack it in dimes to the moon, 238,000 miles, then do that on a billion other North American continents, take all those dimes, put them in one pile, mark one dime red, mix it in, blindfold a friend, throw them on the pile, say pick one dime, the chances he would pick that one red dime. I'd just start chance. making rolls of dimes and taking that shit to the bank. Fuck that. Chance in 10 to the 40th power. It'd take a while, but I'd be a millionaire. What the fuck is he talking about? Like, so, okay, so... The implication here is... Let's say there is some sort of, like, constant that that is actually, like, that important. So, first of all, if it was something else, there might be other people here talking about, oh, isn't it so great that our universe just happened to land on this thing? And instead, you know, we wouldn't be here, they'd be here talking about this so it could be chance or it could be that that constant has to have that that value that for some reason the way the universe exists that constant can't be another value and we just don't know that's you the, the so one like yeah, you this, just, you, we just don't know that's it that's the then people i'm telling you people are just terrified of that people just yes. don't want that Yes, uh, he is very terrified of not knowing. That is correct. Frank Turek is absolutely terrified of not knowing the answer. And this is just one of several factors about the universe. Change any one of them, we're not here. Is that what best explains that? Yeah, but something Chance, else is. Like, why is that? Like, 
why could it not be chance? Also, this is just straight up the argument from this, is like the argument from ignorance. This is like the, you know what I'm saying? This is like, well, what if something else? It's, it's, what if something else changed and it would make it so we weren't here? It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, what if things didn't happen in such a way that this planet got here? Well, then I guess we wouldn't be here, would we, motherfucker? Okay, you're a genius. Thank you. <laughs> like, good job, buddy. Yeah, and maybe something else would be here. Right. Like, nothing. Or space. Or like an asteroid. Like, what if Mars was as big as Earth is instead, and Earth was the size of Mars? Like, maybe we'd all be fucking Martians. What if this was just a teacup orbiting the sun? <laughs> or design. I mean, either this value was designed or it wasn't. And it seems, if we're going to be rational, we have to say it's designed. And but, oh, that's, well, thanks. Several. Thanks for solving the problem for me. Of the design argument, uh, then when you get if to... If we're going to be rational, you're going to come to the same conclusion I came to. Fucking bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, try, we, I try so hard to not say shit like that. And I'm just some dumb guy who probably drinks too much on stream. Well, clearly you're you're not on Frank Turek's level. I would, I would, I, this guy and I would have a five minute conversation. I would, <laughs> I'd be like, I, you'd last five minutes. I'd be like, I gotta go. This is fucking insufferable. I, no, you guys would have a forty five second conversation. Biology, <laughs> and you see that in every one of your hundred trillion cells, there's a software program three point five billion letters long. I mean, if we were to go out to the beach. Okay, hold here, on. Now, this right is now. insulting. This is really insulting. I write software. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm a person with software, cells. If I wrote software the way that DNA works, first of all, I'd have been fired from my first job because DNA would be shit software. Like most of it, the vast majority of it does nothing. Or does, no, like, it, does, it does nothing that we can, that we can determine at this time. Uh, a whole lot of it does absolutely nothing. All right. If well, you, I'm, I'm if not a, you can, I'm, I'm you not can completely a, change apparently, it. Apparently, uh, I'm not the one here who is the DNA expert. So go ahead. You can change it. You can snip it out. Won't make a difference. Uh, and that's a good thing because that's where a lot of the things that do do stuff come from. So it does something. It just might, it just isn't expressing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, I weren't, I weren't none, neither of us are, have the required expertise in this field to like have this conversation. Like imagine you have a hard drive or, or we're just going to keep having like, this conversation. That's fine too. <laughs> Go ahead. Imagine you have a hard drive that's 20 terabytes and 18 terabytes of it is taken up with junk pornography. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 18 terabytes of porn and then like two terabytes of business stuff spreadsheets <laughs> yep spreadsheets mostly about the porn dave and we're walking along miami beach and it says john loves mary in the sand we wouldn't go oh the waves did that or <laughs> you know or crabs came out of the water and made that message no we'd say that that message had to come from a mind well what happens when we yeah, but like you look at a bismuth crystal like everyone go google an image of a bismuth crystal and it looks like a person made it it's got all these crazy geometric shapes and it, it, it looks like a like an escher painting it's or super cool and maybe. it's like what's that a tessellation i don't know anyway I'm not, we're not going to get into we're not going to get into what a tessellation is go ahead 
So yeah, and, and it's got all these cool iridescent colors. It looks like a person made it. But a person didn't make it. But also so, he's talking about he's talking about somebody drawing some shit in the sand. And we are like, well, if we would have had a camera pointed at the sand at that point, we would have seen somebody's finger, you dumb fuck. <laughs> like it is hard to determine what is created by like a human or like a, a a conscious mind trying to create something and what's created by like just the way nature works. Nature reacts according to mathematical rules. Like there's, there's a reason that like plants have like a specific degree between their leaves, not all plants, but there's like this one plant that I'm thinking of where like its leaves grow like a 127 degrees apart or something. Uh, well, that would and mean it's it just because like one or two leaves. Like that's the 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 mathematically the best thing, so that's how it evolved. But like, there's a lot of things that look like they're created, but aren't, just because nature works based on math. Five billion letters long in every one of our hundred trillion cells. If John loves Mary, requires a mind. Doesn't a message 3.5 billion letters long require a mind? But it's not a message. A message yes. <laughs> DNA is not Seems a message. Me. That's an effect that needs a cause like God. And then, of course, the third argument that we often talk about, which is probably most germane to the topics you talk about, is the moral argument. Because if there's no God, everything's just a matter of opinion. There's no standard beyond us, no transcendent Ob, uh, uh, standard of righteousness that we're obligated to obey. Mm -hmm. But there are like animals that have ethics. Animal, well, then why doesn't every fucking ant, why doesn't every ant just kill the other ant in the ant colony? They're not even conscious and they don't kill each other. You know, I mean, they may, there may be like power struggles for like who's going to be the queen or whatever. I don't even know that much about ants, but they mostly just operate in concert for the benefit of the colony. And I could guarantee you they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, I don't either, but an ant can't, an ant probably can't even really hear what you're saying friendo so like that you just you just think about any uh, like animal that lives in any kind of like communal situation it they operate in a certain way for the benefit of their community for the most part otherwise the community mm -hmm. wouldn't have survived like you're just this is just that's this is the this is all this is all incredibly dumb then there's no difference between Mother Teresa and Hitler from a moral perspective. I mean, Mother Teresa wasn't that great, actually, dude, but okay. <laughs> Your opinion against Yeah, the distance between the two is a lot so smaller than he thinks. Think probably carries the most weight with people today. <laughs> right, so is that, yeah. is that the one you think that maybe led us to so much of the craziness today when we're debating, as my friend Douglas Murray often says, things that we've put to bed years ago and suddenly we're debating you know, whether boys or girls or girls or boys, it's because we have sort of no moral basis anymore at, a, at scale in yeah. society. Yeah. It's, Why is that a moral a question? The very people that are arguing for that are arguing as if there's a moral right to do this, you notice. Because well, no, I don't, I don't even know if it's a moral right. It's just there's a, there's a none of my fucking business right for other people to do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, why, why would it be immoral? Like, if I wear a dress, is that immoral? I don't know. Do you look good in the dress? Oh, wait, no, that's, that's not I even the not. right question. That's an immoral question. The question is, whose moral position? I look pretty no terrible in a dress. Morality. The only question is, whose morality? 
And what I try and say to people is, my body was not built morality. for wearing I dresses. I want to your morality. I want to legislate the morality, the one Thomas Jefferson. What said kind of dress? The the, so the sexiest. That self-evident dress. morality upon which this nation was found is the morality we ought to get back to. Um, you mean the part in the First Amendment where they fucking said that Congress shall uh, enact no law establishing uh, respecting the establishment of a religion, and there shall be no religious test to hold office? Is that the the founding thing? Or is that that's the one they don't like? Were inconsistent. That is the one they don't like. On yeah. slavery and other issues, they were inconsistent. But they knew in their hearts. In fact, Jefferson and, and the founding fathers knew that slavery was going to be an issue. That it wasn't morally right. They just couldn't figure out how uh, how to get rid of it at the Boy, time. Boy, then why did they own slaves? Yeah. Oh, this isn't morally right, but and we can't really figure out how to get rid of it. Well, no, you just you're founding a country. <laughs> You're making the first laws of the country. You could have put that first. I'd have been fine with the Second Amendment being about religion and freedom of speech. Be like, uh, no owning other human beings as property. They could have just yeah, put it that first. That seems pretty fucking important. Right. They could have just put it first. So, uh, God, this, this people weird. all the time, he was writing the documents to free the slaves. Although that is evidence uh, in, in favor of his argument that that we were based on Christianity because if you read the Bible, the Christian Bible, it does have rules about how to treat your slaves and who you can enslave, you know, who God says, yeah, you can go ahead and enslave those people. That's right. He was just a man of his time as, as incredible Mm -hmm. as he was. What what would you say to the line? One of the things that I think shifted me on a lot of this uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, you know, when we toured together, it would come up literally every single night. People would say, please define God, explain mm-hmm, God. How mm-hmm. did you become a believer? And, and the short answer, he, he really didn't like that question, not because the, the short answer was Jordan Peterson never gave a short answer. It was valuable, but because it was just coming up all the time, right. and, he, and he felt that there's so many other things to talk about and everything else. But the the simplest version of it would be that he behaves as if God exists. Mm-hmm. That's what he would say. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was that was pretty solid. Yeah, because he believes in God for most people. Do you, do you think that that's fair? Well, the question that is, he can't sit there and tell you, okay, God exists, hmm. but he will behave in such a way. That right. Will, I think Jordan takes more of a utilitarian approach mm-hmm, to God that mm-hmm. whether he exists or not, we better believe in him mm-hmm. because if we don't. But that's just Pascal's wager, you idiot. As Dostoevsky, or as Dostoevsky yeah. said, you know, if, if, if there is no God, everything's permissible, right? Yeah. It's going to be chaos, as Nietzsche pointed out. Uh, however, I think there's evidence that God exists. And I think you can show beyond a reasonable doubt, not beyond all doubt. I could be wrong. Right. Well, that's good. Uh, but I think that God does exist. And if Jesus rose from the dead, and I think we can give evidence that he did, that the Christian God is the true God. Uh, so if that's the case, who is God? But he keeps saying, if, 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 this is just like, these arguments are all like presuppositional. You have to presuppose that he's right. And then, oh shit, he's right. <laughs> you presuppose that everything I say here is right, then I'm always right. Like, yep. What a, what, a, what a dumb way to talk about anything. Let's, let's take like whether or not Jesus rose from the dead off the table. What like a stupid way to talk about anything. But Dave, he, he titled his book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Well, that's great. I don't believe in God and I don't want this idiot on my team or whatever to the extent that like <laughs> not collecting stamps is a team. That's my hobby. I don't collect stamps. That's why I fucking got bored with atheism. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't a belief system. God 
in the abstract is spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, personal, and intelligent. In it's not what it says in the Bible. Jesus. He's, he adds in the Bible, he's walking around in the Garden of Eden going, Adam, not Adam, where are you? Some sort of new moral code. Adam. But to, but to be our substitute. He is the one that lives the perfect life in our place. So by trusting in him, we can have our moral transgressions forgiven and we can be given. Well, that's convenient. So Christianity, contrary to what many will say, is not a system that tries to get you to live better. Christianity is a system that tries to get you to accept the substitute, and because you do accept, accept, the, accept Wait, the substitute... Wait, Christianity doesn't tell you to be a better person. It actually says, I just substitute Christianity for being a good person. Like, that's what he just said. Like, what a dumb thing. Like, I don't want that belief system to be popular. In that belief system, everything's permissible, because then you just fucking repent, and then you go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's not what most Christians believe, by the way. That is the loophole. Out of gratitude for what he's done for you, then you will live a moral life. So it's what, a result, in other words. So what would the, the role of, in your perfect mm -hmm. world, what would the role of Christianity be in, say, the United States? It would just run the government. Well, I believe in freedom of religion, and I think God does too. Otherwise, he'd be pestering us all the time, right? He gives us enough freedom uh, in order to go our own way. So I, I think we have to suck his, his version of giving us enough freedom is just not existing. We're just not pestering <laughs> us. You know what you think? God's pestering you. you. You actually should go talk to somebody about that. Religion, and I would not want any sort of theocratic government. But I think what people confuse, Dave, on this issue is... I, I just remember, I'll bring up a name from the past. Remember he absolutely wants theocratic government, though. He, like he, he literally he just talked about are, you're you're writing fanfic about him. He hasn't said that. He just said the opposite. <laughs> he, Unless you can he point hasn't it, said it. Uh, okay, then that's what he believes because you say so. He described it, and he described it as what he wants. I, I just remember. I'll bring up a name from the past. Remember old Chris Matthews? Of course. Um, yeah. He was, Chris always before used to, MSNBC went completely insane. That's right, that's, he was like that was back when Dave went on MSNBC before it went completely bonkers. By a that's right. Head. He yeah. used to say we can't set up some sort of theocracy. <laughs> and I would say Chris, so. The government that he described he, is where. At the what Christians point did he describe a government in this video? Uh, earlier, when he was talking about whether it should be illegal to be trans. But there are tons of atheists who think that too. Sure. But he described a government where the Christians get to decide what is moral and immoral. And whatever the Christians dis decide is immoral becomes illegal. Not That's the government that he described. That is a theocracy. To worship. We're not telling them they have to be a certain religion. That would be establishing a religion. Mm -hmm. But we can't avoid telling people how they ought to treat one another. And that's legislating morality. And everybody's trying to do that. I mean, it's what the wokesters are doing. Yes. Right now. That was your that's yes, what he's that's what trying to do, though. The, the only question is, who is morality? So I think, and I'll part, part with some of my, my Christian friends here. Christi this country was not founded on Christianity. Oh. It was founded on the moral law consistent with Christianity. <clears throat> no, that's convenient. Jefferson says we hold these truths to be self-evident. Not consistent with the Bible. He, what he wanted to do was have a new government that wasn't completely relativistic and have no God. Mm -hmm. 
But he didn't want a government like they came from England that said, you got to be a member of the Church of England. Right. He wanted to have the best of both worlds, religious freedom, but also moral absolutes that come from God. So he said, we're going to we're going to so the the sentence he said the there uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident isn't that the declaration of independence yeah that's not the law they they do this all the time they can they conflate the declaration of independence with the constitution all the time the, the declaration of independence is just probably the world's most famous dear john letter <laughs> yeah the the constitution starts uh like we the people in order to form a more perfect union right Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is they, they, they don't understand that one is the dear John letter. The next one is like the rules for the new house. Yeah. And, and that one, the one that actually counts isn't talking about God, God's nature, that moral law we know comes from the same God that wrote the Bible or inspired the Bible, but you don't have to be a Christian to know it. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be a Christian to be a citizen here. This this nation is open to everyone. That's the kind of government I think we ought to have. Is that the brilliance of the? But according to him, you have to follow their rules. Else, because that there again, when I quote this line about Douglas Murray, that we're mm-hmm. that we're debating things that shouldn't be debated anymore. Yeah. it seems to me we're in this odd spot right now where where culturally nothing's self evident anymore. There's nothing that's just settled. What what is settled anymore? Nothing. Was JFK assassinated? Did we go to the moon? Our boys, girls, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. It, wait, it wait what? In that regard. And We're just going to pretend we didn't hear that. that. Is, the, is what happens, to use a biblical phrase, that when you suppress the truth long enough, God gives you up to a depraved mind. I mean, to the point where you, Fuck you yeah. don't even know there's a the difference between boys and girls. By the way, transgenderism presupposes men and women. Because if, if I'm a man what? and I think I'm a woman, I have to have some idea what a man is and some idea what a woman is to know I have this mismatch between my psychology and my biology. If, I did, if there weren't fixed genders, I, I wouldn't be able to know that. Also, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. These people are living in a society where people believe that, the, that, the, that these are your two kind of archetypes. And they don't, they're, they're what, what the people, what someone's saying the archetype they need to subscribe to doesn't match with the archetype that they believe or that they are basically that's, yeah. that's where the rub is. The rub isn't uh, sure. I guess you presuppose these two archetypes, but that it's a rejection of that presupposition of these two archetypes. That's what, that's what like gender studies is. He's almost there though. He's, he has almost realized that gender is a social construct try and make the so-called transition, I have to have some idea what a man is and some idea what a woman is in order to make the transition. So on one hand, they're trying to say, oh, and who taught you who a man and who a woman is? It would be impossible. Transgenderism would be impossible if there weren't fixed genders. You know, it's interesting because one of the things I've been talking about on the show is when Uh it's the same argument I've made it slightly different way, which is that with kids, they're taking a young boy who maybe likes the color pink or Barbie. Uh On one hand, they're telling you none of this matters. And on the other hand, they're saying, oh, he likes pink and Barbie. Thus, he must be a girl. (laughs) That's right. So it's the is that what they're yeah, doing? Like pink and Barbie. While it's also saying it's the most tolerant and diverse and everything mm-hmm. else, which I suppose is that anyone saying that I'm a girl because I like pink and Barbie? It, it is. It's it's when 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 you when you when you move away from God, even just say a generic God, the God of of right and wrong. When you move away from that, God's a gentleman. He. He gives God's up on a gentleman. Eventually, but in your book, he you flooded the whole earth. That's very, not very gentlemanly. <laughs> he literally killed everyone. <laughs> he says, "I know you don't want me, so I'm going to pull myself away." God is not going to force you into His presence against your will. And from a theological perspective, that's what hell is. 
hell is separation from God because God will not force you into his presence against your will. I always say, if, if you don't want God now, you're not going to want him in eternity. Why, why, would he, why would he say, you're with me now in eternity? No. He's going to pull I mean, If I was a God and, and I was like, oh, these gonna... people didn't believe in me, uh, that's fine. Come on. Come to the party anyway. You're invited to the party anyway. Come to the barbecue. Why, why would he, if you, if you didn't like him on earth, why would he invite you into heaven? Instead, he's going to torture you forever. Yeah, if I was a god, I'd just be like, nah, it's fine. You, you come to the barbecue. Yeah, that's exactly how I would be. If I were a god, I'd be like, no, Frank, you, you, can, you can go. Well, Frank, you can come to the barbecue, but what I want you to do is mostly leave people alone. <laughs> just kind of cool it a little bit, Frank. Cool your jets a little bit. There's, there's like nice people here. Let's just have a good time. <laughs> just have like a separate heaven that's just for all the people like Frank. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to start doing that if I'm a god. Is. That that gets dicey. And the worst place you can be is separated from God because he is the he is the source of all love. He is the source of all goodness. He is the standard. I mean, you've been talking about this. You've been talking about there's got to be some sort of transcendence out there. It's not there just, has to be something beyond yeah, this. That's it's, right. It's Wait, why? Just this. Yeah. Why does there has to, yeah. have to be yeah. something yeah. beyond this? I know that much. And, and maybe that's part of the reason, going back to your original question, Dave, that the new atheism doesn't, or has faded away, because people know there's something transcendent. We're not just molecular <laughs> machines. We're not just <laughs> so, robots. Uh, I think yeah. now might be a decent time to like talk a little bit about why this movement faded away. Uh, one, um, Depending on how you slice and dice different forms of Christianity, uh, non-believers might be the top religious group. If you just put all Christians into one, they're still the top. But if you start, you start going, you just start go Catholic, Protestant. And now you have a different. Now you get a different. Like now, it's I don't know if that's the, the case that non-believers are number one, but they might be number two in that case. And so maybe, maybe. Maybe it just fizzled out because enough people like kind of lost their religion or whatever that it, it sort of like it became useless and uh, also like um, it uh, elevator gate that too elevator gate yeah mostly shitty spokespeople yeah yeah uh, that's why the movement itself died but uh, the popularity of atheism didn't die. Right. Well, people don't want to like call themselves that, but if you drill down, you know, people will just say, oh, I'm non-religious. Well, that, that just probably means they're atheist, but like who fucking cares? Like, I think, I think, I think the who fucking cares group is actually getting bigger and bigger, even among people who believe in God, the who fucking cares group has got to be getting bigger. And I think that's, and so you don't really need this strident atheism anymore when even a lot of like people who are like go to church or whatever, just don't give a shit what your religion is anymore. <laughs> like what's the point of this fucking strident atheist movement? Oh, also a lot of them joined Gamergate. Yeah. Right. And if we are moist robots, why should we believe atheism is true? We shouldn't mm -hmm. believe our thoughts because our thoughts are completely driven by the laws of physics, according to them. That's not so, what every atheist believes, but I, I, I ascribe really to some version of that. Sure. The main atheistic view. Now. That's essentially what I believe. I think we're meat well, robots. There's nothing wrong with being a meat robot. Said moist robots, which is troubling. NYU professor. <laughs> wrote I mean, we're moist meat robots. Mind and Cosmos, where he said, even though he's an atheist, he said. Currently, my meat is moist. He said something like, oh, God, that's a weird sentence to say. Materialistic viewpoint of the world is almost certainly false. When I and die, I will so desiccate and eventually turn into just bones. Because he's essentially saying, look, I know there's something transcendent out there. I'm an atheist. I don't know how to explain it. But 
materialism isn't the answer. Mm -hmm. Materialism makes us moist robots. Why should anyone listen to me? Why should I listen to myself? Well, it's just not that fun. It's not that sellable. I think that that's yeah. part. Oh, of it's super fun. No it's great being a moist I, robot. I, I, mean, I don't know if you saw it, but I got into a big. You can hang out with other moist robots. The believer side with Bill Maher. Do moist robot uh, things together. Not too long ago, and it, it just struck me as, oh, you don't believe in any anything sort of magical. It's like that's such a fundamental part. Like of baseball. That's a really good Whether moist we, robot thing to do together. Could whittle this down into the firm belief in Christianity or any other religion that. The, the need to believe is just innate to humans. Yes. And, and you will believe to some, some of us, sure, but some of us don't need to believe because I don't need to believe in the transcendent. Otherwise, I would. Like, this is dumb. Like, what do you mean we just need to believe in tr the magic, basically? No, I don't believe in magic. I believe in magicians. And a good magician is probably better than a good comedian, actually. Probably have more laughs at a good magic show. But that's different than what they're talking about here. Like, like, what do you mean? Like some people, yeah, I guess that's sort of in their uh, psychology or whatever, that they have to believe in the transcendent and some people they don't. And um, that's fine, actually. Um, that's okay with me. And you've mentioned this and Jordan Peterson has mentioned this. Everybody has some kind of God. There's a hierarchy of values yeah. and there's something at the top of all of our priority lists. So what would you Physics? say, uh, so you mentioned you've debated Christopher Hitchens uh -huh. on this, when you, when you look oh, at... Oh, wait, he's like talking about like what, what we need? Yeah, housing. I'd say water first. Again, or Is water my god? The people I guess that would make sense for a moist robot to consider water its god. Okay, yeah, that checks out. He thought that God didn't play dice with the universe, right. was the famous line. But when you look at the people that were sort of not religious... I was God, I'd be playing say, dice all the time. I ain't shit else to do. Somewhat separated from belief, but <laughs> clearly lived good, inquisitive, interesting lives. In fact, I'm, I'd always win. <laughs> harm, as far as I can tell, something I like control that. control the dice. What would you say about that sort of character, that, that person? Well, I certainly have always said, and I said this to Hitchens several times, when I said... Christopher, I'm not saying that since you're an atheist, you can't do good things. I'm not saying you don't know what right and wrong is. Everybody does. What I'm saying is you can't justify what right and wrong is. You can't. Um, you you, well, can no, you have to it, determine that for yourself. You can do it, but you can't justify why it's good. If there's no God, it's just your opinion. I, I sometimes give an analogy. I notice there's a lot of speed limit signs around here in Miami. <laughs> And, have you just in Miami? We have a lot of different cultures here. It's, it's a real thing. And there's cameras everywhere. We have a lot of different cultures, so there's speed limit signs. I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> yeah. You can go outside and see speed limit, 35 miles an hour, and you can obey that speed limit Everybody's sign doing 45. While you deny there's a traffic authority. Mm -hmm. But there would be no speed limit sign unless there was a traffic authority. The same thing is true with God. You can know that, say, murder's wrong and deny there's a God. And you cannot murder, do good things, and deny there's a God. But it wouldn't so be wrong. So murder, murder is wrong from an to me, but is murder wrong to a spider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if a, if, if they, a spider kills another spider, does Frank think that that spider should be imprisoned for the rest of its life? That'd be pretty cool if spiders actually organized like a tyrannical government of some sort. <laughs> Objective point of view, unless it's scary. So, and he, what would Hitch's answer have been on that, or what was? Well, it Hitch was so rhetorically gifted, he would never directly answer a question. <laughs> well, no, your question is, is stupid. Uh, look, I, I don't try and judge my own debates, but I will say that uh, that means you got creamed the, the by first a drunk guy. I ever had other with, other <laughs> than with my wife, which I lose repeatedly, but. Yeah. 
The first debate I ever had was against Christopher Hitchens. And um, it, maybe maybe you should have worked your way up the ladder a little bit there, friendo. The debate, literally, <laughs> Dave, I was sitting there going, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Did he share his scotch with you? Map, but, you know, just his his accent yeah, and his wit great and way his, just he was just fabulous you know and i'm kind yeah. of daydreaming going yeah. i really like this guy and i think people and he's like but also he's in hell the debate, they're doing the same thing <laughs> but if you look at the transcript of the debate and you're reading it you're going what's he talking about this has nothing to do with even the topic you know <laughs> The, the first debate was called Does God Exist? So I got up and I tried to give some of the arguments we already mentioned. You know what he got up and started doing? He started talking about how Mother Teresa was a bad person. <laughs> good just fuck yeah, Hitch. What does this have to do with whether or not God exists? Mother Teresa may have been good or bad. That's not the point. Yo, he was he had drank like a bottle of scotch before you talked to him, dude. And I'm not talking 750 milliliter. I'm talking fucking 1.75 liters, dude. He was wasted. What about God? <laughs> And he just never engaged well, on this issue. Unfortunately, issues. he's not here, so we, yes. can't, we can't fully right. rehash it. But would you say that the flaw, if, if he and some of these other people mm. I mentioned lived roughly decent lives and everything else, would you say that the flaw is more functional in that it just can't scale? What do you mean by that? That, that it can't, so it can work for sort of very in, individual people. I have no doubt that you believe that an individual atheist could live a perfectly moral and, and good life. Not perfectly. None of us. Okay, so yeah, how, yeah, uh, within yeah. within the constructs yeah, right. of being a human being, right. you could live a, a fairly moral and decent life. And so wait, else. if if like, like uh like let's say a a baby was like born and then like two minutes later it died, does Frank think that the baby was a sinner? Like, what did the baby do in its lifetime? I mean, it went and died. <laughs> like it lasted all of two minutes, and it somehow managed to sin in that time sort of can't scale over time. It just doesn't give you enough for it a puked on somebody and then died to live in some sort of right. functional way. I, I know it's going to sound... And I think that's sort of why this American atheist thing collapsed. And why sure. No, 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 no. It collapsed because the fucking head of... And it didn't collapse. The organization still exists. But Dave Silverman had to leave because of his behavior, Dave. Not because of his belief system. Unless his belief system was it's totally okay to allegedly uh, sexually assault someone. Uh, but I know it's going to sound odd, but I don't think the purpose of life is to live a moral life. I think the purpose of life is to know God and make him known. And if you do do that, you will live a moral life. That's very life. sad words, that he thinks that's the purpose of life. not the cause. That's like because an incredibly sad thing to me. And, w- and if God is God, which means he's infinitely just, I've been unjust in my life even today, just coming over here. How many people did I cut off because I was late, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I feel I'm like I've been subjected to an injustice watching just. this. At the judgment, <laughs> I'm in trouble. And so I need somebody to cover my sin, somebody to pay for my sin. An unpopular word in today's culture, but it's, it's, it's transgression against God. Counterpoint, what if you just die and it's exactly like it was before you were born? Other people. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I do it all the time. Also, like, why is it okay for someone else to pay for your sins? Like, I've never understood that about Christianity, where, like, their their whole, like, gimmick is like, oh, Jesus died to pay for your sins. Like, okay, well. I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty why? simple. Why? I think, it's, I think it's pretty simple. Nobody's perfect. Everybody does shit that's wrong. Everybody's afraid to die. 
And so, like, you know, it's nice to tell people that uh, someone else is going to pay for their transgressions so that they're less afraid to die. I, but isn't that immoral? I, it depends. If you're talking about what, like, what are someone's transgressions? Are you talking about cutting someone off on the freeway? Well, maybe you shouldn't be tortured for eternity for that. Like, it just depends. Like, most people don't do horrific things. And so the point, like, I, I don't share the view, but I, like, see why like like it would be a thing that you would tell people it's like well no actually god isn't up there judging your every move to me punishing someone for the deeds of someone else is immoral right but that's fine that's fine with me that they believe that because i don't believe that happened but they do believe that happened and they believe but, that God is but, super moral. So I, I don't understand. I, I also don't think that most Christians actually believe all this shit, like in a very literal way. Like I think this guy is at least suggesting that he does. I hope they don't because it doesn't make sense. Somebody to cover my sin. That's why Jesus came. The Son of Man did not come to be. He served, came because he was hanging out with sex workers. Give his dude. life as a ransom for many. And that's this is the only religion in the world, Dave, that actually is built on grace rather than works. In other words, you. Well, I like the other religions. Yeah, isn't that a bad thing? He just gives it to you. Like this is the only. Hey, everyone, come to my religion. It's the only one where Hitler can be in heaven. Oh, the other thing is uh, earlier he was saying basically that uh, he was talking about sin earlier and that you shouldn't sin. But then, like, what about the transes? What if they just repent? Now, now heaven's there full of go. trans people. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do up there? They already got the fucking mulligan, friendo. What now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, could you imagine like Frank Turp going up to God and being like, uh, "I have a complaint." I was under the impression that I would get here and everyone would be straight and cis. And then God, God, like, you God, didn't God, read the book. Then God plays him back the times where he said all these times where no matter what you did, you can get saved. God's like, I don't know, man. You seem to fucking agree with it when you were down there. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. actually kind of your shtick. You want to go to the other place? <laughs> send him anyway. <laughs> Just send him anyway. Then you live a life out of gratitude to him that will live in a moral way. You will live in a moral way. That's the... So connected to that, how much yeah. of what you think is happening sort of culturally in America... What does he mean by live in a moral way? I, I, I wonder what that means. 12 days in Israel. Yes. And went, you know, to all of the holy sites and went mm -hmm. to the Church of Holy Sepulchre and went to the... To the you you did some college work and, there, didn't you? And, and, uh, in, the, in the Negev? Uh, it uh, means yeah, straight and cis. That's what he means by that. Um... But one of the things that, that struck me was that the story, it was very clear, especially being in Jerusalem for about five days, that, you know, they're digging down and excavating and uncovering history, and then they're also building up. I mean, the city is just absolutely yeah. flourishing. It was amazing. But what I kept thinking was people don't know history, and because they don't know history, they can't even connect any of the, the philosophic underpinnings. So mm -hmm. we just call, sort of all walk around spinning all day long and and we need to know history mm -hmm. to know some of this stuff oh absolutely and from uh we, we go to israel every every year we we bring a group to israel in fact ellie shukran who is uh, the archaeologist who discovered the pool of siloam and exca oh, excavated we, we, most we, of well we went down there it's being excavated yeah, right now yeah right? well yeah. he excavated it back in 2004 and that yeah. church there believe it or Wait, not i thought it's which one wanted to continue the excavation and somehow they just got approval last year to finish it huh 
And so Ellie, who was the guy who originally discovered it, is normally our tour guide when we go. We're going to go in November again. And uh, he discovered that. He also discovered what might be, and this is, I know, this is an amazing discovery if it's true. I've seen it myself. Big if true. He thinks he, he has found a standing stone in the city of David, which goes all the way back potentially to Melchizedek. Now, this is Abraham's time. So this is 2000 B.C., uh, and that's right there in the city of David. This is a thousand years before David. Uh, so he's, he's an amazing archaeologist, and there's no question this was the Jewish homeland long before anybody else ever got there, uh, other than the Canaanites who were there, you know, prior to them. Right. But, so you know, this whole political the, the, you first after I me is just overcome by archaeology. Are, are, do, when you're down there and you and we, so yeah. we did the walk through the city of David and, you uh-huh. can, and they're excavating it now. You can go basically from the pool all the way right. up to what would be what would have been the temple. LA the excavated that, the, too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, when you're but there, they're excavating it now. Mm-hmm. Are, are most of the archaeologists believers or are they more purely people? Of Ellie is certainly a believer in Yahweh. He's a Jew, Orthodox Jewish believer. Um, I don't know. I can't speak for the others. I just know Ellie personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are Americans, as you know, that go over there quite a bit. So what this, I think we may, uh, we may actually like um, save ourselves from the rest of this. <laughs> I think th- this, this, they do this thing, right? They're like, well, are most of the archaeologists uh, believers in a higher power? And that's a different question. And is are the conclu- do the conclusions from the field of archaeology match up with what the the holy books say right those are two different questions <clears throat> and a lot of times you get the conflation of those like i actually don't mm-hmm. care what religion somebody who's doing you know good scientific or you know archaeological or anthropological work like i don't care what religion they are or none at all right are they doing good work great they're doing good work they get a fucking church on sunday fucking go to the mosque the synagogue I don't give a shit because the, like so many people in the sciences who are religious just compartmentalize their work and their faith. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. If you can do your work without letting your religion interfere with it, then your religion is not a problem. And you're probably great at your job. Yeah. All right. Um, I have no more final thoughts. This was this was awful. We're not watching. I will never ever watch another religious apologist on this because first of all, you and I end up talking past each other, and um, yeah, you and I end up talking past each other, and I don't. I don't that's these. That's my least favorite thing. But um, also uh, another reason that shit's hella boring, and I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't. I just don't care where the universe came from. I don't care if God created it. I don't care if it's been here the whole time. I don't care if it fucking arrived via Amazon delivery. Just don't care. Don't care if you I had feel to, like if you it, had to prime to get it. It's all been rehashed so many times. Yeah, like you said, it's just boring. Right. And and anybody who's certain about any of this is just as dumb as the next motherfucker who's certain about any of this. Because we don't really know in history what happened a thousand years ago. So how the fuck are we going to know what happened billions of years ago? Like, we may have some ideas. We may be able to be like, oh, the universe was expanding, or maybe it's always expanding, or maybe it can't expand because it's infinite, or fucking what the fuck ever, right? Like, the planets were cooling. All right, cool, great. 
or there's people like a uh, fucking Scientologist who think they know the dude's name and that's weird. And so like, I don't care about any of this. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we actually started this after this, this project is this one specifically after I had let go a lot of a lot of that, um, because there's a lot of great religious people who hang out in this community. And, uh, there's a version of me from the past who they would not have liked very much. And I very much would prefer for them to like me. And now I believe before HK closes out the show, he has a bit of an announcement. I do. Uh, so as many of you know, I have been working for the past two years on my own company. Uh, I left LinkedIn, uh, just about two years ago. Uh, it was one year and 11 months ago. I left LinkedIn to start my own company and build an email service. Weird, right? Um, I had this great idea about how to design email such that you can use your account uh, to to automatically organize your email. The way you give your email out automatically organizes it. So my email is hparent at port87.com. Uh, but if I'm giving my email to, say, Netflix, I would give hparent-netflix at port87.com. Uh, and if I'm giving it to a friend, I would give them hparent-friends at port87.com. And some of these addresses can receive automated messages. Some of them will ask the sender to, uh, to verify that they're a human first, and you can configure them. It's super easy to use, and I just launched it. After two years of working on it, I have just launched port87.com. Uh, it's a brand new email service. So I'm ramping it up slowly, but if you want to try it out, go to port87.com right now and uh, sign up for the wait list and I will send you an invitation very shortly. I'm adding more users every day, so uh, it's super fun to, to, to see people using it and to hear the feedback that I've gotten. Uh, if you have any feedback for me, uh, feel free to hit me up on my email address, hparent at port87.com. Uh, and yeah, if you try it out, I hope you like it. All right. So now that my announcement's over, this has been uh, Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do this show every Wednesday at uh, normally 7 p.m. Pacific, but this week we did it at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so uh, if you want to catch us live, we stream it on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And if you want to support us, you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash echoplex, or you can do it at our, our merch store, eplex.store. Uh, and if you want to check out our other shows, you can do that at echoplexmedia.com. Uh, if you're listening live, stick around after the song for Red Light. And uh, this is Boomers by Periscope.
Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me slash echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the now space on Discord at discord.me slash echoplex.